0: Hey, party people, I'm Shama. And I'm Tiffany. And And you're you're listening listening to Chai Chai Tea Party.
1: Party. We are a podcast that recognizes the underdogs, the brave, the creative, and the slightly off in the Daisy community. We may talk about a controversial topic, but in no way are we trying to be disrespectful. The views of Chai Tea Party may not always reflect the views of the guests we interview. We like to create a safe space with our listeners and our guests. Enjoy this episode! (laughs) Why is it so hard? My heart and my soul. And what do you know They want to find a way? Maybe not all of that. Um, i yeah. glad interview I'm glad we did that <laughs> <laughs> So glad, I'll see
0: you later <laughs> This is the first time that we're like Actually getting a chance to like Sit down with you and actually talk to you Yeah, like, I know, yeah. it's crazy cool.
2: I know, I'm like really happy to be back in Michigan mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Yeah It's been a while, like I went to school in Illinois, obviously And then I lived in Minneapolis for a year So it's mm-hmm. it's good to be home A lot of things haven't changed I think most things haven't changed, mm-hmm. which is like really nice. But I've definitely grown a lot, and so it's different to be here as a different person. But yeah. I'm just happy to be home again. Has uh, it been
0: like how long now since you
2: lived six, in Michigan? Six years. Wow. Yeah, there was like a short period of time that I lived at home, like between my when I graduated college and when I started my job. Mm-hmm. But during that time, like. All my friends were still in school because I graduated a semester early, so a lot of that time I spent just, like, sitting in my house reading, Mm -hmm. watching TV, Mm -hmm. just, like, relaxing after college. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it was great before I started my job, and then um, I started working in Minnesota, and and then I got the job here, and it's just, it's really good to be home, but um, I do miss, like, you know, when I lived in, in, in Illinois and, like, in Minneapolis, like, I was very independent, didn't really ever have to worry about, like, coming home and like, oh, I should come home more often and things and now I feel like I a lot mm-hmm. more pressure. Like I should go home on the weekends and like see my parents, which I love to do, but I also love like buying my own groceries mm-hmm. and spending Sunday like folding my laundry and sitting in my bed doing nothing. So yeah. you know, definitely like a different a different uh, lifestyle now. But I know, because then, like, you
0: start to feel guilty, like, if you're not visiting them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, even, I didn't come home last weekend, and then I, like, came home this weekend, and they were like, it's been so long since you were home, and I was like, I've been gone for so many years. Like, (laughs) I think one weekend of me not coming is okay, but I do like being at home, too, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, Did you have, like, specific things you wanted to cover in
0: this one? I think I did. I don't remember. We just wanted (laughs) Um, to shoot the shit.
1: Yeah, I just really Perfect. wanted to just know more about you Yeah, um, and kind of relive that conversation that we had when we first met because mm-hmm. it was empowering. Like, our friend Shabani introduced us. We talk about Shabani a lot. Um, <laughs> love but,
2: yes. Shut up.
1: <laughs> and she introduced us and she was like, you guys are going to love each other. And an hour later, we're talking about female empowerment <laughs> and, like, women's issues and, like, all these things at the club Yeah, at, you know, midnight. And Shivani comes by and she's like, this is exactly what I thought would happen when you two met. <laughs> it was great. And obviously we, you know, we're out we, mm-hmm. with a bunch of people. Like, it's not like we were sitting at a coffee shop talking right. about this, you know. So I, I also want to relive that because I think what you did in college is also very different than really anyone I know, like, Mm -hmm. regardless of culture, like, I think it's so great that you went back to your culture to actually learn about it, not just with your parents and your family and all that. Yeah. And and you actually took courses on that. And I really just want to talk about your major
2: in... Minor. In South Asian studies. Minor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I would say, like, like I mentioned earlier when we were talking, like, a lot of my life I've always been very proud of being Indian and, like, always have thought of myself as Indian first and American second. And, um... I would say that, like, what made me always feel like that was my family, like, my dad's, like, very into music, like, Indian music, and I was exposed to that, like, from when I was really little, and I love, like, all genres, all from, like, the 40s to now, like, love Indian music, and... I don't know, I just, that always made me feel, like, very connected to my culture, and then, like, I I danced, you know, when I was little and through college, which I was never really good at, I don't think, or not college, just through high school, but I don't think I was very good, but, like, I felt connected because I loved the music that I was dancing to, and it was more very, very, like, deeply cultural, not just, like, you know, Bollywood music, so... Mm -hmm. I really connected with the music there and I think that that always like drove me to feel like I want to learn more I want to know like what they're saying like what you know not just the direct English translation but like what do these things mean like why Mm -hmm. um and I always just like had serious like very just curiosity about like why it was the way it was and so then I don't know I feel like in high school that kind of faded a little bit I was more involved with like boys and like stupid stupid shit like that and then when I got to college I feel like so I I decided not to stay in Michigan for college because I feel like the group of friends that I was friends with although they are absolutely great people and I love them but I didn't want to just go to college join a dance team and then you know like live that life Mm -hmm. because I knew that like the connection that I had with my culture was deeper for me and I didn't want it to just end there And also, like, obviously, I wanted to go somewhere new, meet new people, so I decided to go to Illinois. Honestly, it was, like, kind of at a whim decision, which Mm -hmm. is, like, a big decision to make for school, but, um, so I went to the University of Illinois, I was, I hated it the first semester, like, I hated being away from my family, being away from my friends here, and I, like, filled out, the first week of college, I filled out, like, a transfer application to go to MSU, I was like, fuck this, like, I don't want to be here anymore so i don't know what i went to some like cultural like some like jane student association event and i met this girl and she was like you should join this south asian sorority and i don't know why i had no idea what greek life was like when i was in high school like i didn't understand it at all so i thought this was just like isa or something like that and i was like okay like sure so i went to like the isa events i went to the events for dkd like delta kappa delta which is a sorority i'm a part of and i found like the the connection with the girls in DKD like I was I was just like a, a random freshman who was just trying to find some friends mm-hmm. and I went to we had this like it was like a little soiree and we were at the apartment of one of the girls and I just felt so like at home and comfortable with them versus like with ISA it was just like this huge group of Indian people who honestly like the only cultural connection that they had was that they drink and that they'd like mm-hmm. to do Ross, you know, mm-hmm. which I'm so happy for them that they love to do Ross. But I'm, I, like I said, I don't think I'm a very good dancer. So I didn't even want to like to do that. So I, you know, I went through the process of joining DKD and, um, it was like, honestly, like life changing. I know that sounds kind of dramatic, but the girls that I met, especially like my one friend, Nandu, she's like dro- she's like the reason I stayed at U of I, like I finished, we had to, you have to, like, take an exam at the end of our process, and mm-hmm. she told me, like, after the exam, I, I finished it, and I left, and I was like, Nandu, like, I don't think I'm going to stay at U of I anymore, like, if I if I join D H D, like, I'll just start it at MSU, like, I think I'm going to leave, mm-hmm. and she was like, Monisha, you haven't even give this, given this school a chance, like, you've only been here for a semester, you don't know what you can do here,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and those words have, like, resonated with me since then, and I, like, really took that opportunity to figure out what I wanted to do. So I was a bio major. I knew I didn't want to do biology. Like, I have, like, really high health anxiety. So, like, I always feel like I'm sick all the time. And, like, everything in my life I'm like, shit, like, I think I'm going to, like, I'm, I feel very sick. Um, so I knew that, like, being a doctor was not right for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, exploring all these things. And I hadn't even really thought about, like, my South Asian identity at this point I just wanted friends and wanted to fit in and so I was trying all these majors and things and then as I was like getting super involved with DKD doing a lot of fundraising a lot of like just you know outward community service I um, stumbled across the Asian American Cultural Center which is a cultural center at my school for Asian Americans and I was like this sounds like a cool thing like I, I could volunteer here like get a job here or something so at the end of my freshman year I got a job there and I was an intern for two years and working there I started to really realize that like South Asians had very little uh, presence in the Asian American community as a whole or at least maybe just at U of I it felt that way and so in those two years I like basically made it my mission to like be the voice for South Asians like I was a, one of the first South Asian interns that they had hired like they don't hire as many I would say um it which has changed but um I like really made my mission like I want South Asians to feel equally as represented in the programs that they do in the food that they serve in the books that they have in the library and like in the people who work there Mm -hmm. I want South Asians to feel like hey I can come here and like host an event and not feel like oh I don't know if I belong or not Mm -hmm. you know so like I urged all of my DKD members to like do more programming there like you know whatever they were hosting like have DKD co-sponsor it or do whatever you know things like that and then I was like super involved like I was like radicalized I was like I want like South Asians (laughs) to be like the voice of the, the Asian American community and then like on the side I was like doing school and I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life (laughs) um and so then I was like you know I had my major which is advertising and I was like you know I'm not like super super passionate about it but I like it you know it's cool and then I was like figuring out okay I want to like incorporate some of this into my schooling like I'm very excited about like you know my culture and I want to learn more and so I started taking Hindi as like part of one of my uh classes and I took that for a couple semesters and then realized that like language is just like one of like the many, many facets facets to like learning about culture. And so then I like started taking some history classes and some literature classes and then without even really realizing it, like I had completed like eight or nine courses that encompassed a minor. And so, as I was, like, about to, like, figure out all my graduation stuff, they were, like, oh, you know, you've finished all these classes. Have you applied for this minor? And I was, like, I didn't really even realize I was doing that. Mm -hmm. But um, during that time, I was, like, very, you know, pushing for, like, South Asian representation in an Asian-American space, but then on the other side, like, learning about South Asian culture and, like, the history of it in actual, like, India and Pakistan, things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, like, a... A very interesting dynamic of like what I'm fighting for on this side versus like what you know the reality is and I would say that like being in DKD and being an intern at the Asian American Cultural Center where like they made me come back to that like feeling of I really care about my culture and I feel like I lost that at some point in high school and it like really brought me back to it and got me more introduced to other social like social justice issues that I didn't know that I cared about until I worked there and then the intersectionality of being Asian American and you know being part of the LGBTQ community or having mental illness you know these things all came together that I didn't realize I cared so much about until I was like exposed to it so
0: yeah absolutely and and even like when you're talking about like your journey to figure it to coming back to your culture I think that's pretty normal as an experience for most people right because you're so used to trying to fit in Mm -hmm. to you know your friends and like I was just telling a friend the other day, like, I went through, like, a country phase because, like, all my white friends in to country, yeah. you know? Um, like, I was learning about Christianity because, like, all my friends were Christians mm-hmm. and, like, went to church. and So, like, I think then, like, and, you know, and, and it was the same for me. Like, once I got to college and I met all these people, it was, like, I feel like I'm home. Like,
2: exactly. You know? It's like we
0: all have – it's almost like we've known each other for so long because you have all these inside jokes from growing up and, like,
1: mm-hmm. from
0: movies and film and, like, you know – and. It's even though we haven't been together for the last, you know, 18 years, it feels like they're still a part of your life. Exactly. And that's like a big culture shock in itself. So I love that we have that opportunity to come back to it. And Mm -hmm. it's just about finding your way back to your roots. Definitely. If that's something that, you know, is part of your life, then I think it's important. Yeah.
1: And it goes back to, you know, when people say, um, if you... like in a hard time or like whatever like always go back to your family like they will always be there for Mm -hmm. you it's like that too you know like if you don't know where to go you can always turn back to your culture because you do have that yeah um and there are things that you can relate to and you can find solace in so Mm -hmm. i still also struggle with that too Mm -hmm. a little bit and i'm like well, how much of it do i want to do like is it too late for me to be super indian like yeah i like to garba and yeah i know all these like prayers and stuff but like where do i fit in that you know Mm -hmm. but judging no one cares you know that? exactly I mean, everyone's
0: judging but you shouldn't care correct that's a better way to phrase it for yeah, sure yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah no that's very true that's yeah.
1: like inevitable but
0: mm-hmm. I don't know how like we got like that though like I mean like you went to IU right
2: no University of Illinois you were, or U of Yeah. or Yeah.
0: so they have a really
2: big Indian community as huge. well
0: and like we both went to like schools with a huge Indian population Did you experience the same thing as far as, like, the, like, as big as your school is, like, that community is so small? Mm -hmm. And so we've talked about, like, I, even if I didn't say anything to anyone,
2: people would know things about my life. Mm -hmm. Yes. That, like, that
0: is insane to me. Or assume. Or Or assume. Because
2: of the people you hang out with or the organization Mm -hmm. that you're a part Mm -hmm. of or your major even, like, you know, people, like, judge based on literally, like, face value mm-hmm. things.
0: And it's so hard because at first, like, you come in there as a freshman and you're like, wow, like, this is amazing, I've got my people, and then it's like, what is this knife in the in right? back Yeah, And it, like, changes like that, and it's it's hard because now I have some friends that have younger siblings that go to MSU, and they're, like, don't get involved in the Student Association. Mm-hmm. But, like, how is it still like that? Like, right. how are we still allowing ourselves to be this, like, high school – I mean even our parents right like we were just talking about this before too like our parents still
2: go through that in oh, their yeah. friend circle. Mm-hmm. so where does it end it, it doesn't I
0: feel <laughs> it like really it just takes people
2: too. like us to just like either if we're experiencing it or experiencing our friends experience it just like kind of putting an end to it mm-hmm. and saying like hey like yeah like maybe this person or you know being in business school is like whatever easy compared to being in med school, but let's not judge that because maybe they really are interested in being an accountant versus yeah. like being right. a doctor, you know, right, right. or like anything else, not even just that. Yeah, or exactly. Having,
0: like friends, if you hear them talking about people, being like, "I don't need to know this," or mm-hmm. yeah, or you shouldn't say stuff like that. Exactly. Like you don't actually know what's going on. Exactly, right. just don't engage in
1: it. Like my mom, she is much older. I'm <laughs> not going to engage her. But they have girls' nights once a month, so all these ladies, like in her friend group, um, they all meet. And they only have one rule: and it's no gossip. That's a great rule. This time we'll learn a new craft, we'll learn a new recipe, we'll cook together, we'll do all this. Like we'll go out to the movies, like whatever. And like Mm -hmm. the only rule is no gossip, and one woman will host it, like each month. And and it's awesome. My mom's like, yeah. Like some of us didn't think that we were capable of doing that because it's just what we've always done through Mm -hmm. generations Mm -hmm. and generations. But that one night, it's so much fun, and you know, like now that they know that they're capable of it, I'm like. Yeah, so why are we still going in that train of what, are we gonna wait till
0: sixty to be yeah. like, No, we don't wanna mm-hmm. engage in mm-hmm. this anymore. Yeah, we have to be the ones to let that that bit kind of die out.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But any there is a difference between like venting about something or someone, mm-hmm. like yeah, I may have like an issue with somebody and you know, I'll like vent to Tiffany, but mm-hmm. there's a difference between like gossiping, like, Oh my god, did you hear about this one girl's boyfriend's mother who mm-hmm. you know right. did this other thing?
1: What I noticed with, like, the older generations, they always want to talk about their kids. So then that also messes up our thing. So true. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, this person's not married by this time. What's Mm -hmm. wrong with them? Oh, this person took longer to graduate. What's wrong with them? Like, oh, yeah, like, this person's been hanging out with this person's kid. Like, didn't see that coming. And then it, like, kind of skews our view. Like, oh, what is happening? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're living our life and being okay. And then the older generation has a problem with it and then trying to deal with that. So true. I wonder
0: if it's always. Been, oh, I have a question I've been wanting to ask you guys too, but I'll wait for that. Um, because I don't know if I want that on air or not. But oh, it's, it's something I was gonna text you guys about, but I wanted to wait till today. Um, do you think that like, okay, like you know, there's a three of us now that feel this way. Then there's a group of people that don't that like will gossip about stuff. Do you think it's always been like this, where there's like a group of people that aren't okay with it and people that are, or
2: do you think like our generation becoming more like? For like the third term,
1: about, like, I knew you were gonna yeah. say it.
2: I, I honestly think it is the latter. Like, yeah. I think that now because it's just more acceptable to have just like differing, honestly, viewpoints. And like, mm-hmm. I just think, and even if people, I'm sure people had differing viewpoints in the past, just didn't voice them as often. Yeah. I just think that it's becoming, which is like a big part of, I think, like living in America versus like, you know, living in India. I think you, you don't feel as obligated to just be, like, you know how aunties say they, like, do their kitty party, like, just they're, like, you know, and that's where they talk to each other and Mm -hmm. hang out with ladies and gossip, Mm -hmm. and I think that, like, now we have those circles where people do gossip, but I also think we have those circles where we have more intelligent conversations Mm -hmm. about things that, like, truly matter, Mm -hmm. and, you know, focusing on those conversations is, like, a priority for some people, and for Mm -hmm. others it might not be, but I think that it's it's just like more open and acceptable now to just yep. like voice your opinion on things. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I think a lot of that stuff comes from insecurities, especially like in college when you're so, you know, you, we say that we're adults in college, but we're not. Like we're barely adults now, and <laughs> and so I think like because of that insecurity, people want to tear each other down. Absolutely, uh, and you know maybe it is that because we're able to learn to, you know, now there's like all this self love that's being preached, which is great. Um, maybe because we're becoming more accepting of ourselves and we're accepting other people. So yeah, I think you're right. I think it is, I think it is changing because, you know, internet. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So the one question I wanted to ask, and we may have to cut this depending on how you guys feel about the question, but, um, last Saturday was the, um, white nationalist Mm -hmm. Nazi march. Mm -hmm. And, um, one thing, like they and they had a lot of like anti, or they had like, you know, anti-Jewish things they were saying and all that stuff. But it's essentially what it is is like white supremacy, right? You know? So it's like all minorities kind of fall underneath that, not just Jewish people or Black people. <laughs> but one thing that I noticed in the last week was so many people were like, Black people are being attacked. Black people mm-hmm. are being attacked, and it's it's always about. I have to be really careful how I say this but like yes they have been like the most oppressed of course like they they've been here so much longer they were brought here like they've been going through this stuff um but now even in light of like the attacks on muslims or people that people think that are muslims and mm-hmm. um attacking you know hispanic people have always i think that's actually not the right term anymore um oh. latinx. latinx yeah yeah um, and they've had their like, fair share of shit going on, and now it's, like, apparently Jewish people are, like, in this now. And Again, yeah. After. Yeah, like, I don't understand, but I feel like the focus is so still on, like, the pop culture is still so focused mm-hmm. on just, like, black people, and it's not encompassing other people, because we're still being discriminated against as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had people yell racist things to me last weekend. Like, yeah. It's not like it's gone away. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. And then I've had somebody else, um, part of the network, part of Indie Creative Network once had a prompt about this. Like, when initially, this was last year, there were attacks uh, happening on some Muslim people. They were like, you know, are we, do we, because they're majority black, um, our network is. So they're like, do we come together and do we support them? Or some people are now saying, like, now it's their turn to get their Hmm. shit handed to them. Like, they weren't there for us when this was going on, which is true. Yeah. Which is, you know, That's like, fair, guess. until we were under attack, you know, there wasn't that support that we had as much as we did now, like, as a, as a whole community mm-hmm. um, towards, like, p- things like Black Lives Matter. So I don't even really know what my question is. I yeah, just, like, want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. i like, what, what do you think about it?
1: Um, we've kind of talked about this um, without – being recorded because we also didn't know how to say it. We didn't want to be too PC, but we also wanted to say how exactly sure. how we felt. Yeah. Um, and I had a similar conversation with a friend of mine um, last week um, who was Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so obviously it hit home very hard for him. And um, and he's like, and of course, you know, the main thing was Jews will not replace us at this march And it still went to, you know, Black Lives Matter. And he was like, and I don't want to be upset about that because I understand that everyone is oppressed, but I also kind of want to focus on one thing at a time. Like, why is this being brought up again? And, you know, I just don't understand how some people in their one lifetime are dealing with Nazis twice. Like, that was a conversation he was having, and he wasn't trying to be like, we're the only ones. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes it feels like other groups... Do act like that. And it was just, like, really hard. Mm -hmm. But then it went to a, do people really come after you, though? And I was like, that's an interesting question, because no. But also, people don't know what I am sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, not white, hate you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not specifically, like, oh, Indian, Hindu, like, whatever. But it's, like yeah you're They're brown in LA, so yeah. we don't mm-hmm. like you you know that kind of thing and um, yeah maybe people won't come out and physically attack me but I also feel like in my 30 years I do kind of stay in a bubble at the mm-hmm. same time you know being in Troy Michigan yeah I'm saying it but like being you know where I was hanging out at Wayne State with the friends I already knew who started there so I was already in that Indian community that they have established it, it was just I've already kind of placed myself in a safe space, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I don't know, actually, if I would be, and then I see a friend who I went to high school with who was Korean, and he said that his sister got physically attacked on Tuesday. Oh, my God. In Michigan, like, in broad daylight, it it just didn't make sense, and... Now, why are people attacking Korean people, Korean Americans, who have been here their entire lives? Yeah. Like it was just a weird thing, and I'm like, shit, that could absolutely happen to me, you know? Like that's why I it's stay not, at home it's all not the like time. Men or women, either. I yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's you're right. It's not always a physical attack, but mm-hmm. there also are verbal abuses. There's also these little nuances that you can see, and I don't think that anymore. That it's uh, people being hypersensitive to to things happening now, it's mm-hmm. like a pattern that I'm seeing. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Even at work, like I will see like someone what like there's a lot of white people in my building. So they'll walk down the stairs and I, I'll be I usually look with this um, coworker of mine who's a white girl, she's got like platinum hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um they'll never say hi to me. Mm. They'll always say hi to her. And, and there are people that I see every day and all the time and I notice like, you know, if I'm walking in front of her, they'll ignore me and say hi to her. Mm. Even if I'm behind her, like they'll make eye contact with her. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. No. Like, it's
2: micro-aggression. It's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and yeah. now in my head, every time that like that happens, I think like, who did they vote for? Like, how do they feel about what's happening mm-hmm. right now in the news? And like, I wonder like if their opinions like and all that like it it like starts to, you know, sear into your mind. Mm-hmm. It's
2: it's you can't escape it after mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, I think. So what I think is, so like pre, Trump, um, I think that a lot of people's thoughts were are not as openly voiced
0: mm-hmm.
2: as they feel comfortable now to then voice them and i think in turn minorities are now like we got to fight for ourselves like yes i i stand for like black lives matter i stand for this i stand for that but right now like it's i need to fight for like survival of myself and my people and so I think in terms of, like, the rally that happened, like, mm-hmm. yes, that was completely, you know, very, like, an- like neo-Nazi, like, against Jewish people, but because that whole thought process doesn't focus just on Jewish people, mm-hmm. then others took that opportunity to say, hey, you also need to think mm-hmm. this about my people. And then, like, and I also think that because, like, at least in the South Asian community, like, people have their thoughts like, yes, I don't agree with things that happened, but I'm not going to go out and protest. I don't, you know, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's good. Like I went in Minneapolis when I lived there, like I went, uh, I protested for the um, immigration ban that happened. Mm -hmm. And like, I told my parents, I was like, you know, I went to this protest today and I felt really good. Like it was great. And they're like, why would you do that? Like, that's really dangerous. Like you can have your thoughts, but don't do things like Mm -hmm. that, you know? And I think like that a lot of that, like, like, you can have feelings, but don't say things like culture of like South Asians and Asians in general. It, like, kind of like stay quiet, especially if you're a woman. Mm-hmm. It's like that's why at these rallies, you don't really see that many Asian American people. Like, they're not there fighting for our rights, and that's why, like. And then people think that we don't care about those things. And then, you know, and then the model minority myth just, like, goes deeper into the fact that, like, Mm -hmm. everything is good for them. They don't need to be there and rally. They don't need to, like, fight for their rights because they already have them. Right. But in reality, that's not true. Like, Mm -hmm. we also face the same, maybe, you know, in different ways, but face the same racist people, you know, whether it's very, you know, vocally or just in small ways, like not saying to you in the hallway, Those things happen to us all the time, but I just don't think we're there to be, like, the forefront of our people and say, hey, like, we have to fight for our own, just like you have to fight for your own, and, like, we can fight for you, too, but, like, before we can do that, we got to be there for our own Yes, yes. yes. And you're right,
0: that is, it makes a lot of sense, and it's like you said before, now people feel like these secret thoughts that they would have are now able to be vocalized because there's somebody at the forefront of our country who is, you know, an instigator of these things Mm -hmm. as well, and, like, not... Really, like condemning any of that stuff, so and maybe it is that like we've always had these thoughts and feelings, but now because their voices are so much louder, our voices now have to be loud. And you're right; we need to focus on. It sounds kind of bad, but like you got to f- figure out how to save your own community and take moments yeah. of time. Because if you're focused on a hundred different things, you have a lot more of uh, the work that you're going to be doing is not going to do as much as if you focus on one thing. Yeah, it's like
2: anything you do, right? Exactly.
0: So. It's important. I don't. I. I don't know. We we have to wrap. Um, but I wanted to ask one more question mm-hmm. for you guys. Um, something that I know I'm having trouble with, and I'm wondering if you guys are. If you guys have any tips about this, is how do you teach your white friends to be a better ally to minority groups in this period that we're in? Or how do you have that conversation with them? Um, a lot of my um
1: non-indian friends or whatever are now coming from improv um before it was like school or like work or whatever um now i don't really work with anyone like i literally just talk to my boss (laughs) and like that's it or clients um and the improv community is so supportive that they have been bringing up the conversations which makes it very easy for me um to be able to have that conversation but I, i i don't know i don't have an answer for that um but they are trying, which is awesome. But then you have to remember the improv community and Ferndale in general is very, very white. Um, so, my ongoing joke or my bit is that I'll walk into literally any room, it'll be majority white people. I'm like, thanks for your diversity, or you're welcome for your diversity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I walk in the room and all of a sudden it's diverse. And um, it's still very hard for me. Um, I almost want to pretend that, like, it's not a thing until, like, they bring it up. And we can have really healthy conversations, and it's great, and I don't feel like, oh, I can't say anything, but I'm just not the one to bring it up first. Like, I used to be forever since, like, elementary school, and I just got so exhausted with people not getting it that I stopped for a very long time. Um, And then now with this, like, going on, I started, like, two months before the election, you know, Mm -hmm. so... um, a lot of people came up to me like, how are you? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? What can we do? Like, how can we learn? And you know, all this stuff. And it's awesome. So I'll engage in those conversations. But I still don't know what the correct answer is. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a hard thing that I think we all need to just figure out together. Yeah. I think. I, I just don't know.
2: Yeah. Okay, to be honest, I have, like, always really surrounded myself with Indian people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I try to surround myself with like-minded Indian people mm-hmm. because I have a hard time dealing with people who have very different beliefs than me, which is very much something I need to work on. But I think when, so like when I moved to Minnesota, I had no Indian friends there. Like I had a diverse group of friends, but Minnesota and the people I worked with are very white. Mm -hmm. So I would say like one thing that worked for me is just like being like, like humanizing the issues to them. Like it's not just, you know, Asian Americans face this black people face this, but like, I face this, yeah. like, I am your friend, I work with you every day, and yes, I am Indian, and these are things that I face, so, like, when, the, when you see something in the news, like, think of me, like, think of the things that I talk to you about, and, like, my roommate in Minnesota, she was, she's from, like, southern Illinois, and, like, a very white, white girl, but she, like, had not been really surrounded by very many diverse people before she moved to Minneapolis, but one great thing about her was that she always, like, asked a lot of questions and like listened and I know that a lot of people don't do that but you know being the person to like make them ask those questions or give them the answer even if maybe they don't want to hear Mm -hmm. it right then and there and like putting a human face to an issue like Mm -hmm. you know I'm a person who deals with these kind of things Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say like I definitely need to be better at working on you know doing that with people who are different than me and like having friends who are different Mm -hmm. than me but I think just like having a human face to an issue is about it so if you guys have any tips on how to
0: um, combat this or have to have a conversation with people uh, send them in to our email address and uh, let us know how it's been going for you as well um we have to wrap because they're going to come in in three minutes but um yeah i'm glad we got to do this mm-hmm. yeah, yeah thank you so much yeah this was good we covered a lot of it. yeah yeah we did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> awesome thank you so much yeah we- we hope you like today's episode. Please help us spread the word in our movement to open these conversations that are needed in our
0: community. Like us on Facebook at Chai Tea Party Show. Follow us on Instagram at Chai Tea Party and on Twitter at Chai Tea Show. Email us with comments, conversation topics, compliments,
1: or concerns at Chai Tea Party show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Cheers.
2: Why is it so hard for me to do what I came here to do? You don't need nobody.